Hi, it's Paul Antonelli here with the uh, next episode of the Ideal Business Podcast. So what I wanted to cover today was to, I've, I've gone through in the previous episode setting some of the, uh, setting the scene for the uh, process for building an ideal business or transforming your business into an ideal business. What I'm going to go through today is a little bit about the, uh, how do you determine uh, how ideal your business is at the moment? So how ideal is your business at the moment? So what I did when I developed the concept of the ideal business is I looked really closely at um, why a business is ideal from, from a business owner's perspective, and I came up with 10 criteria. And what I'm going to do uh, in this episode is just walk you through the, uh, the 10 criteria um, so that to give you a bit of an understanding and then further down, I'll in these in this program I will actually uh, talk a little bit in a bit more depth relating to each of the criteria so you have a bit of an understanding uh, relating to that. Uh, a lot of the tools and the processes that we've developed over over the many years uh, support uh, some it can be one criteria, two or three criteria and it'll make a bit more sense as I start going through it. So let's sort of get into it. Um, so there's 10 criteria I've identified uh, for you to be able to determine how ideal the, your business is for you at the moment. Now, I just want to touch base again on the concept of an ideal business. There is no uh, absolute ideal business. It really, it's a personal preference. And as I talked about before, you know, once you develop your own ideal scene and an understanding of how you want to, how, what you need from your business and how you want to operate, what you want to spend your time on, then you've got the ability to determine how ideal the business is. And it's going to be different. Uh, uh, when I go through the criteria, uh, there may be some things that aren't relevant to you or not important to you. And so even though it's not, uh, it's not, it doesn't rate really highly for you. It's fine. So let's get into it. So the 10 criteria that I put together, I'm going to just pick them off one at a time. The first one is risk. Um, I, this is pretty important for me. Uh, as I, as I said, I've had some business failures before. Um, they're not, it's not a pleasant place to be when you're in the midst of things going horribly wrong. Um, you know, it great provides some really great lessons for you down the track, but when you're in the middle of it, it's, it's not that much fun. So risk is, an, is the first criteria. This is really different for everyone. Um, what, will, what I find with risk is it will depend on um, what your life looks like. You know, do you have married? Do you have people who are dependent on you? What stage of life are you at? You know, are you, are you someone, a younger person who's just kicking off a business in your 20s, 30s, in your 40s or 50s? And so depending on uh, your past experience, stage of life, and what your risk profile, your personal risk profile is like, it really will affect um, what you consider to be risky. And we all know that, you know, we talk to, um, if you engage with other business owners, you know, and you have discussions about them about risk. It's it's quite a spectrum, and uh, so ideally, with risk, it's about you determining. You know, if you look at your business now, um, and and that this will apply to all these criteria. On a scale of zero to ten, how happy are you with the level of risk in the business at the moment? 
So you can apply this to all these 10 criteria. So on a scale of zero to 10, how happy are you with the level of risk in the business at the moment? So I'll just, I'll just reinforce that. So this could take into account uh, the cash flow, uh, levels of debt. Uh, do you have um, sort of funding and finance secured against property? Um, is there other sort of external risks that might be an issue for you? And you, you've got a pretty good understanding. Most business owners sort of understand where where the risk areas are in their business. And so that's the first one, risk. The second one is scalability. Um, and so this is all about how scalable is your business? You know, is it a business that can scale easily? Uh, is it a business that can scale within uh, a geographical zone, nationally or internationally? Uh, when you go through the process of scaling the business, from your perspective, you may not, you may be quite happy with the fact that you don't really want to, you've got a, a good business, it's profitable, it's working for you. And the scalability side of it lines up with your personal goals and visions. So that's, that's fine. Uh, but you can scale the business, you know, is, is it able to scale, for example, without you having to provide funding? Or do you need to bring in, uh, whether it's debt or equity relating to that? And so then, because um, to, to extract ourselves from a business, uh, there does need to be a level of scale and a level of profitability so that you can, so you have sufficient cash flow and profitability to move yourself away from certain activity. So scalability, that's item number two. The third criteria is independence. This is a big one. Um, this is all about freedom. Uh, and when I talk about independence, I'm referring to independence from you. How independent is the business? Is your business from you? You know, are you involved in the business, um, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis? You know, if something were to happen to you tomorrow, never want that to happen, but if something was to happen to you tomorrow, what would happen with the business? Would it really have a major impact? Um, so independence is all about freedom. Uh, so could you choose to, could you go away for two or three months uh, without it impacting? But once again, uh, you might be happy with the level of independence because that's where the stage of life will be where you're at and what you want to do. So independence, you know, typically uh, when we do roll a business out initially, we're sort of all over the place. And then as the business grows, you, you aim to sort of extract yourself from activity and end up doing the things that you like to do. So independence is criteria number three. Criteria number four is adaptability. Um, as we've seen in uh, the world's going through uh, the weirdest time at the moment with the pandemic, which is affecting, there's just no playbook with something we haven't seen before. Uh, it's affecting uh, engaging with people all, all around the uh, all around the globe through the different businesses and work that we do in Canada, uh, through the, through the UK, through Europe, through Australia. And there's no standard playbook. Um, it varies dramatically country to country. You know, how it's been impacting businesses depend a lot on, um, depend a lot on the type of business that people are in. Some have been terribly affected. Others have actually benefited from what's going on in the pandemic at the moment. Uh, and so adaptability is how, how adaptable is your business? You know, is it a model which 
if you need to change and adapt to the current marketplace, uh, can you do it fairly easily? Or is it something that takes a lot of effort to do or there's not a, there's not a great scope to be adaptable? And what, what are the, you know, we have, there's internal factors that can affect our business and there's external factors. They're the ones that um, we really have no control around. So from your own personal viewpoint, how adaptable do you think do you think your business is to to respond to anything that takes place, be it in the marketplace, be it an external force, or anything that might also happen internally? That's item number four, which is adaptability. Number five is efficiency. So efficiency is all about you know you know highly efficient. If you're running in a highly efficient business. It, it means that you can be very productive, deliver an optimum service to your clients, uh, your team are uh, be able, able, able to operate productively. There's not a lot of blocks and holdups or bottlenecks in the business. Um, typically, with high levels of efficiency, you'd normally have high levels of systems automation and potentially even outsourcing, uh, depending on how your business runs and what your business does. So with regards to efficiency, would you, when you look at your business, how would you rate your business in relation to efficiency? Once again, on a scale of zero to 10. Flexibility. This is, um, this is not only, not only relates to you, uh, but also to your team members that operate within your business. Um, I, I put forward that today more and more people uh, have a greater expectation to have a flex- more flexible life. Uh, they want to be able to spend time with family, with their, whether, whether it's kids, whether it's parents, whether it's friends. And flexibility is one of the things that we all crave. So one relates to how many hours we work. The other is relating to the flexibility of when we work and where we work and all those sorts of things. Uh, I think businesses that uh, have the ability to offer a flexible framework can attract talent and retain talent because it's still not that common. You know, there's a lot of talk and discussion around it, but it's still not that common from our experience. So from a perspective of flexibility, both from your own point of view and from for those of your team, how would you rate your flexibility in the business? Cash flow, uh, it's pretty obvious. You know, this is, uh, this is a real key, it's often a key challenge for many businesses. Uh, it's something that uh, as you get a business going, it keeps you up at night, uh, keeps your, it's, it's always got your attention. Um, so how confident are you in your cash flow position? Uh, does, is the business model and the way that you service your clients and the way that the money enter comes into your business and flows out of your business? Is it fairly comfortable for you? Do you feel that you're in a, the, the way that the cash flow operates currently is ideal or, or not? You know, so once again, how would you rate your cash flow, your current cash flow framework for your business? So next is resilience. Um, as we know, businesses take a fair amount of time to build up. It doesn't happen overnight. Uh, if you if you if you've built a business and survived five years, it's hat off to you. It's uh, certainly not an easy achievement to do that, and then to effectively scale and grow a business and become profitable, uh, there needs to be a level of resilience. Uh, and resilience is the ability to withstand shocks, I guess. 
you know, that's, that's a definition of, of resilience. So it's not necessarily about changing what you're doing, but withstanding shocks. And, and this can come into, you know, things that might be able to affect resilience are, you know, have you built up, I mean, cash reserves can make your business more resilient. Uh, not having so many, um, you know, fixed costs and, uh, assets, for example, if you're in a business where you can do that. Um, so it's, if it's a long game that you're looking for, you've, you've, you've invested a lot of time. So how resilient is that business? Is it something that you can be confident about that, um, it's, it's is it going to be taken out by some change, some cheaper outsourcing? Is, is your product or service going to be commoditized? So these are all the things to think about in relation to resilience. The next one is leverage. Uh, the ability to leverage what what I've observed with a lot of businesses is um, and, and a lot of the clients that we've worked with have a great business model, a profitable business model, but haven't quite um, worked out a model to leverage it in a way which you can scale, not just maybe grow your business 30% or 40%, but five times or 10 times, highly leverageable. Is it a business that you can uh, have significant expansion without having to necessarily have significant investment? You know, is there an inbuilt mechanism to leverage your business and so you can scale 10 or 20 or 30 times? Um, an example of uh, a leverageable framework is a franchise business. You know, one of my businesses is a franchise business and, and that's, that can be, you know, that's highly scalable, highly, highly scalable, you know. So that means that you can effectively 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 times the business with minimal cash involvement or cash input. So leveraging is, uh, that's criteria number nine. Are you happy? How happy are you with the the ability to leverage? And finally, it's uh, there's a term called exchange. So exchange is... Uh, in in a, in a business, we we have a form of exchange with our clients. Uh, basically, everyone that comes into it—it it could be our clients, it could be suppliers, it could be business owners, it could be the team—and there's an exchange that takes place. You know, clients typically will—you'll provide a product or a service to them, and the exchange is they pay you for it. Your team members work on your team. Uh, they get rewarded or incentivized. They earn income from it. As a business owner, you invest your time, you invest capital, and what is the exchange? So when you look at your business from the idea of exchange, uh, and, and if you have a business that has uh, exchange in abundance, and, and the concept of abundance means that at all levels, uh, that what you deliver is well above what the expectation was, then you're going to have a really good platform for growth and expansion. So when you look at this filter through your business concept of exchange, how would you rate your business from your own perspective with regards to it being ideal? So just recapping um, the 10 criteria, and I'm going to go in a little bit more detail of the, the tools that we have and the processes where you can impact. So what I'd really, one of the, one of the exercises to do is to go through these 10 criteria. And when you've gone through, just rate each one of these on zero to 10, and you'll have a score out of 100. And that score then would give you your score for how how ideal your business is for you. So just capping out, the 10 criteria are risk, 
scalability, independence, adaptability, efficiency, flexibility, cash flow, resilience, leverage, and exchange. So yeah, so go through, uh, have a bit of a think. You know, it makes you sort of consider a little bit. Oh, there's inf- more information we can share with you on these on these criteria, uh, but think about how you would rate each of those. And it is very subjective because we may have a similar business. We may have some of those criteria might be the same, but for one person it might be ideal. For another person it might not be ideal. And that's the, that's the the underlying. Uh, basis for the concept of ideal is that it really does come back to your personal preferences and what you believe is ideal for yourself. And you would have noticed uh, one of the things missing is I, I didn't talk about profit or sales in these items. This is sort of something that um, that is is fairly standard. You know, you know how much money do you make? You know, that's sort of a criteria that's you know we all want to have. Uh, a profitable business that's sustainable uh, and it's fairly obvious if your business if you're not generating profits or you're still not in a cash flow positive perspective with, in relation to the way that the business grows then it's not ideal um, so maybe have a bit of a look at this process hopefully it's given you a set, set a bit of an, uh, a framework for helping you determine how ideal your business is for you uh, and if you're looking at creating a business or you've just started a bit of a business, how do you go through the process of ensuring that across those 10 criteria, you build a business which is actually ideal for you and what you want to achieve? Okay, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully you found that uh, of value and uh, look forward to catching you in another episode. Ciao for now.